1: lilibet diana the two words that have summed up our week thus far in royal coverage hello everyone And welcome back to episode 28 of Podcast Royal. So as we discussed in episode 27, we will be taking some time off here and there this summer. We took last week off. It was Memorial Day, but we'll always be back. And actually, last weekend, Jessica and I went out for pizza and we planned our summer programming. And listeners, there is so much to look forward to. We have guests coming on in the coming weeks that are just going to blow your mind. So how are you friend? I saw you last Friday. How was your week off and your Memorial Day?
0: It was so good. I went to um, see family of course and my dad's birthday is actually it was on Memorial Day this year. So um, we had a really nice family dinner and got to see uh, some people I haven't seen in a little while.
1: So it was great. What about you?
0: Good. I did a
1: staycation at Rossbridge, which is a resort here in Birmingham. Yeah. And I did that honestly, because I wanted to go to a pool and I don't, I don't live in an apartment anymore. So I don't have pool access anymore. And I swam in the pool. Ross bridge is beautiful. It was very relaxing. Memorial day was May 31st. It was the first day in the month of May that I did not work (laughs) so that was so nice to not have to work for one day and so we took last week off um, but of course we're back now and we're going to try something new at the top of the episode this is Jessica's idea and I love it we're going to share what is it we're going to share something that we're into Yeah, I thought it would be fun to
0: share just something that we're uh, really excited about or or loving each week um, to share with our listeners, not necessarily Royal related, but just a way to kind of get a little bit more personal with our audience.
1: Yeah. And we want to know what you're into as well. As you know, you can always reach out to us. We'll always respond at hello podcast Royal at gmail.com. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, mine is really funny this week, and
0: I actually just thought about it a few minutes ago, right before we chatted about this. But um, I have discovered a new grape at the grocery store. Oh my, that that I is love. so
1: on brand for you, Jessica. <laughs> that, that will never be my highlight of the week, just saying. <laughs>
0: so, okay. I, I know you've heard of the cotton candy grapes, right? Yes, those are so I, good. The green grapes. That, okay. So there's a new one and it's a red grape and they're called gummy berries. And they kind of have like an underlying gummy bear flavor, and they're so good. I had never seen them before, um, and I bought some this weekend and I ate them in like two days, the whole bag. But um, if, if you're at the grocery store and you see these, give them a try this summer.
1: What's the brand name?
0: Uh, well, the the type of grape, the variation was just called gummy berries.
1: Gummy berries. Okay, yep. they're I'm so here good. For it. Okay. Well, mine doesn't have to do with anything nutritious as it likely never will. So, uh, or any fruit of any variety, but okay. So I have finished HBO series mayor of East town with Kay Winslet. Have you been watching that? No, but I've heard about it. Okay. It's so good. Kay Winslet deserves every award that should ever exist ever in the whole wide world and it is so good. It is some of the best TV I've seen recently, and I'm still thinking about it, and it's been well over a week since the finale, and I'm still thinking about it, and that means that it's a good show. Also, I'm really into the fact that it took us 28 <laughs> doggone episodes, but we are on, we are both on the mic today. Our mics are working. Yes. We, technology has caught up with us, and I'm so, so happy about that. So I'm into, I'm into that this week. Yeah,
0: it sounds really great as we're recording. So hopefully when we play it back later, it sounds just as great uh, for our hopefully. listeners, but so far, it seems to be going well. You sound great.
1: I don't know what I sound like. You sound, <laughs> you sound great too on my end. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So we are not going to do a lifestyle segment today. We have far too much to discuss in the Royal Rundown. So, of course, our top story is news broke Sunday morning. And by the way, why is it that the Sussex has always released these kind of news Bulletins on Sunday mornings because I'm always like, I'm never at home. And, you know, I have to rush home. Anyway, I mean, this is not, it's not about me. But anyway, um, news broke Sunday morning of the birth of Lilibet Diana Mountbatten Windsor, the second child and only daughter, of course, of Harry and Megan. And Jessica, we were both wrong, or at least I was. I said, there is no way they'd name the baby Elizabeth. <laughs> or mm-hmm. Diana, and in their own way, they did both, so um, I love the name, and we're going to talk more about that in a moment, but I want to do a quick rundown of the, the details, so um, the Duchess of Sussex gave birth on Friday, June 4th at eleven forty a.m., and kind of hard to think of a more poignant name than the one that Meghan and Harry chose. Lilibet, she'll go by Lily. Diana Mountbatten-Windsor is named for Queen Elizabeth II, whose family nickname is Lilibet. And of course, the late Princess of Wales. Lily was born at Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital and weighed seven pounds, 11 ounces, according to a statement from Archwell, which, by the way, Harry and Meghan are taking parental leave and I have heard that Archwell's parental leave is twenty weeks that's four that's five months that is very california that's, that is yeah. no offense to our california listeners but that is a long paternal leave so okay i want to read the statement that r put out in full the statement reads quote it is with great joy that prince harry and megan the duke and duchess of sussex welcome their daughter lilibet lily diana mountbatten windsor to the world Lily was born on Friday, June 4th at 11.40 a.m. in the trusted care of the doctors and staff at Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital in Santa Barbara, California. She weighed seven pounds, 11 ounces. Both mother and child are healthy and well and settling in at home. Lily is named after her great-grandmother, Her Majesty the Queen, whose family nickname is Lilibet. Her middle name, Diana, was chosen to honor her beloved late grandmother, the Princess of Wales. This is the second child for the couple who also have a two-year-old son named Archie Harrison Mountbatten-Windsor. The Duke and Duchess thank you for your warm wishes and prayers as they enjoy this special time as a family, end quote. So then a personal message from the Duke and Duchess of Sussex followed, reading, Quote, on June 4th, we were blessed with the arrival of our daughter, Lily. She is more than we could have ever imagined, and we remain grateful for the love and prayers we felt from across the globe. Thank you for your continued kindness and support during this very special time for our family. And then a postscript added, for those inquiring on sending gifts, we would ask that you support or learn more about these organizations working for women and girls, Girls Inc., Harvest Home, Fed, or Mina... Mahila foundation. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Our deepest congratulations and well wishes to the new family of four. So, okay, Jessica thoughts on the name.
0: Yeah. So I've given a lot
1: of thought, um, to this and, um,
0: you know, maybe their reasonings behind choosing this name, um, I think it's interesting. You know, we we assumed that they were going to give a nod to Diana in the name. I think I expected a little bit more of a subtle nod. I was kind of expecting something like you said, Rachel, uh, whether it be Spencer or even Diana's middle name, Francis. I thought maybe mm. we would do something like that. Um, if our listeners don't remember Princess Charlotte, her name is actually, I believe it's Charlotte Elizabeth Diana. So it's, um, you know, almost the same name, um, just the nickname version of Elizabeth. Um, So yeah, it was a very obvious nod to Diana. And I think um, that was Harry 100%. I think he chose that and and really wanted that and I think it was meaningful to him and I think it's very sweet that he did that because we know he had a close relationship with his mom and to this day really still um looks up to her and and I think that was a really sweet way to carry on her legacy um did you have any thoughts about Diana before we move on to to Lilibet
1: it I didn't think that it would be the first name but it doesn't surprise me at all that it's the middle name William did it um, and you know, obviously Harry had and has such a connection to his mother. Um, I didn't know that it would be, I didn't think that it would be so incredibly royal family-esque, right? Like Megan now, okay. A couple things. I've been reading a lot about this this week. Not, not shockingly. So apparently somebody told on, on camera, this is captured on camera, Somebody told Harry a couple of years ago that either their kid's name was Lily or they mentioned the name Lily and he really liked that name. So maybe he's been percolating on this idea for a long time. Also, when Megan was a little girl, uh, because I was like, gosh, that name is like Harry, Harry, Harry. There's not a lot of Megan in that, but apparently doria megan's mom called megan flower as a little girl and of course lily is a flower of course we're all reaching here but Mm -hmm. i as to the diana part i'm not surprised that it's a middle name because um and and you're right charlotte and lily's names are remarkably similar but um i i couldn't uh, know knowing that harry has said this is it we're done two and done This is our last child. I I would be shocked if they didn't honor Diana in some way. Of course, listeners know I thought it was going to be Spencer, but that was a long shot. Uh, But I'm not shocked that Diana was in there in some way.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, And and I think that was really sweet that they honored her um, by, by putting her name in there. I now when we think about Lilibet, um, I think Lilibet on its own as a standalone name, not in relation to anyone else. If I were flipping through a baby name book and I came upon this name, I think it's a really cute name. Um, I do tend to be someone that prefers going with a full name on the birth certificate and then maybe calling a child by a nickname. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, Harry and Meghan also named their first child Archie, which is also a nickname. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess we shouldn't really be surprised by them doing that um, kind of unconventionally. But um, I I do kind of wonder why they chose Lilibet and then plan to call her Lily because Lily is it's almost like you're making a nickname out of another nickname. Um, and Lily, I think is actually a nickname for Lillian, if I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken. Um, so, uh, that, that was kind of interesting to me. I don't know, uh, what their thought was on that.
1: I just thought about this. If you did not know, like if you were not a Royal fan and did not know Lilibet was the Queens family nickname, you would see that name and be like Lilibet, what kind of name? Like if you did not know the context. That would be a very strange name (laughs) too. And of course, like for our listeners that might not know, Lilibet became her nickname because she couldn't say Elizabeth when she was a little girl. And so it's very, very personal. And actually I remember um, saying this at the episode we recorded about Philip's funeral. She signed the card, Lilibet, and Philip was apparently the last person to call her that. So this is like, it's not just like, my name is Rachel and people call me Rach. It's it's a deeply, deeply personal family nickname. Well, and- I thought that too, Rachel,
0: and I was thinking about how I don't know how meaningful Lilibet is to Prince Harry, because I do imagine the people who called her that were those in her own generation and older. Um, you know, everyone below her is going to call her mom or granny or or something like that. Um, So I I do think that um, Prince Philip referring to her as Lilibet was probably very personal.
1: Yes, extremely. And so I heard the name and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so sentimental. You know, I think our listeners by, by now, we're in episode 28, know that I'm a very sentimental, thoughtful person. And I thought, my gosh, that is, I love that. This is my first impression of the name. I love it because it's so ripe with familial tradition. But I, you know, my gosh, damned if they do, damned if they don't, right? So I actually want to go to from Berkshire to Buckingham. This is an Instagram account. She has a blog, I believe, that we follow. We we like her. And she summed it up in a very interesting way. So, my mom will get mad at me for saying this, but so I called mom on Sunday morning, as soon as I found out and I broke the news to her, she had not heard yet. And at that moment, I was extremely excited about about Diana. I was like over the moon and mom's reaction was kind of more like, okay. And then she explained to me her reaction later and it matches up perfectly with what from Berkshire to Buckingham says. So I think she says it so well that I'm just going to read her words verbatim. So here we go. She said, obviously a lot of us find Harry and Meghan's choice of name odd. People can name their children what they want and often do like Apple North and the like. But this decision is particularly jarring. I think we all knew Diana would be incorporated, which is fine. For a first name though, my money was on Philippa the feminine form of Philip, which can then be shortened to Pippa. They went even farther though, by giving the queen's family nickname Lilibet to their daughter as a first name. A nickname is intimate and it is personal. It feels strange to watch Harry and Meghan viciously attack both the monarchy as an institution, an institution Elizabeth has dedicated her life to defending and the family itself and then to turn around and take the very unique pet name the queen has had from childhood and give it to their daughter. We all know Lilibet is or has been the family's nickname for the queen, but no one calls her that because we are not her family. So it's a very personal thing that in some sense belongs to her. Because the name is such a familiar and intimate one, by using it, it feels like Harry and Meghan are trying to signal to the world they are still on intimate terms with the queen and therefore with the fount of royalty. They are using this opportunity to very publicly remind and reclaim their royal status. Now the Queen is their family. Had they chosen this name for their first child before they left the firm and tried to blow it all up on their way out, metaphorically speaking, this would be too on the nose but not offensive. But given everything that has happened, it is bizarre. In short, rather than a sweet tribute to the Queen, it feels like a cheap attempt to further borrow and trade on the star power and prestige of the monarchy. Given their behavior in the last four months they seem intent on destroying the institution of the monarchy. It feels hypocritical and tacky. So those, again, are not our words. That's from Berkshire to Buckingham. But it is an interesting perspective because at, had this all not happened, I'm not even talking about leaving the, the firm, but just the Oprah interview, then the uh, Oprah docuseries that Harry did. It's, it's, it's odd. And you know... <laughs> they have always maintained the separation between the family and the firm they have issues with the firm not the family and harry has always maintained and megan as well that he has the utmost respect for his grandparents for philip and the queen but Lilibet is so personal that it just it, there is there is some bizarreness to this and i understand the premise, and I think it's very sweet, and I don't hate the name. I think the name is very sentimental and touching, but there's also this level of just a juxtaposition of like it's a dichotomy. It's like they, it, 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 I'm confused, <laughs> and I want to yeah. hear. I want to hear your thoughts.
0: No, I'm I agree with you, and I had those same thoughts. Um, and I read, uh, from Berkshire to Buckingham's, um. Uh, her statement on Instagram when she posted that the other day. Um, and and I agreed with a lot of what she was saying. And it seemed like a lot of other people kind of felt that same way. Um, I told you guys a few weeks back, I did not think they were going to go with Philippa. I mean, I, I really don't know why people thought that. Um, I never thought they would do that. I did I think either. that they... I thought they would surprise us for sure with something that we weren't yeah. expecting. Um, yeah. which they didn't with Diana, but they they did with with Lilibet. Oh, they um, did, yes. So I mean, yeah, I, I go back to the obvious question I think everyone is asking is how does it make sense to spend significant energy on um, what feels like an attack on both the family at, on a personal level and also an attempt to really dismantle the monarchy um and tarnish its reputation um but then naming your child after the person who has dedicated their entire life to making
1: it what it is today um and so yeah, i kind I, of a, um, um, i'm not gonna curse because i don't want to have us have to put that little e on our podcast for explicit <laughs> but it's kind of a mind f a little bit you know like yeah i think it just doesn't add up through. yeah, yeah.
0: It doesn't make sense to to a lot of people. I think a lot of people have that question and they're wondering that. Um, and again, back to the nickname thing, you're right. It is such a personal way of remembering her. And I kind of feel like it's one of those things that sort of, you know, nicknames just kind of belong to that person. We, when we think back over the centuries and there are, you know, a lot of repeat names when you look at monarchs, right? There's King this and King that and there's the second and the third, you know? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we have to apply some sort of side name or something about them to remember them in history. And I kind of feel like Lilibet, um, now, now, of course, Queen Elizabeth stands out all on her own for many, many reasons. I mean, she's really made history um, by so much of what she's done. Uh, but just looking at remembering her, you know, and, and her names, I do think that that's a little nickname that will always be Special to her, even if there are future Queen Elizabeths.
1: That is such a good point you bring up because most kings and queens have their birth name, and then they have their regnal name that is not the same. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like their regnal name is what they share with the public, but their birth name is personal. Well, Elizabeth's birth name is also her regnal name, right? That's that was a choice she made, right? And fine but it's almost like Lilibet was hers and no one could call her that basically but her parents her sister and Philip because like you said everyone her kids and her grandchildren are calling her mom or, or granny or whatever and so it's very deeply personal and it just so let me back up at the first blush My heart swelled and I thought it was the perfect choice. What a great way to honor two incredible women in Harry's life. But then the more I've thought about it, the more that it just feels weird and it just feels kind of just my head is spinning. I I mean, it's a beautiful name. Lily is a cute name. And, you know, we knew that they weren't going, we knew they'd probably go rogue because they did so with Archie and they did. I never in a hundred bajillion years would have expected them to go with Lilibet, but.
0: So I have a couple more thoughts on this and I want to get your thoughts too. Um,
1: do you think that they asked for permission to use this name? Well, so I know they did. So I was just about to say for what it's worth, apparently Harry got the queen's approval of the name before Lily's birth and her majesty has already met her namesake via a video call. So there's the answer to that question. So at least that happened, right? That makes me feel better about things is that they didn't just drop the bomb.
0: Yeah, I was wondering, you know, one, if they even had to ask permission at this point. But two, if they asked permission or if they sort of just said, you know, this is (laughs) this is what we're planning to name her. Right. Well, I
1: don't think they have to ask permission, but I think because it was Lilibet because it was so personal, I think that the right thing absolutely was to ask permission. And so I mean it's it doesn't matter what I think of the name. The name is the name and she's gonna be a beautiful little girl. And I wish her obviously nothing but the best. But it's, uh, I, I don't know. I would love to hear what our listeners think. You can always email us at hello podcast royal at gmail.com. Um, again, at first take, I thought it was adorable and perfect. And then I'm kind of like, well, how would I feel if I were the queen? Where, you know, these two have kind of made a year of exposing which is their right to do but you know kind of taking out the innards of the institution she's worked for for her whole life and then cap it off with Mm -hmm. a tribute name I don't know it's it's very it's very confusing I'm I'm confused (laughs) so
0: I I agree with you um and you know it kind of goes back to this what you were talking about um it it was (laughs) Uh, the most traditional sort of royal route they could go on on naming the baby when we thought they might do something totally different like Archie um but um I also wondered another thought I had was um were you surprised that they didn't incorporate any part of the name relating to Doria I was because
1: like I said it feels I think us saying that you know Lily is a nod to Doria is is a bit of a stretch I mean yes she called Megan Flower Mm -hmm. that was her nickname but for Megan but that I mean it just feels again like for for a family that they've spent the better part of three months tarnishing if you will or talking not in not so positive terms about on an international scale it seems very strange that they would choose to honor that family. Yeah.
0: I don't think, I really don't think that was a nod to Doria at all. Um, and I mean, if it was, I think they would have said it in the statement that came out, but they specifically referenced Queen Elizabeth, um, you know, relating it to that name. Um, but you know, I was sitting here thinking, you know, if they had incorporated Doria somehow, it would have been cute to have had her two grandmothers and she could have been like Francis Doria or Spencer Doria. And I was thinking, even if they wanted to go the nickname route, um, how cute would it be to name your child Frances Doria and call her Francie? Wouldn't that be That's an cute. adorable That's girl cute. name? That's <laughs> cute. Yeah. But you know what? They didn't do that. So we have to accept it. And <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I'm so like back in time on my baby name guessing
1: uh, stuff. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, of all the names that we had. Thrown out there, Allegra and <laughs> Philippa and all the others. Uh, we never had Lilivet, so Lily is now eighth in line to the throne, and well wishes are pouring in on social media from members of the royal family, from the Queen to Charles and Camilla to William and Kate to Eugenie. So there's really nothing like a sweet little baby to reunite a family. Jessica, did you see those tribute po- posts? I
0: did. And I also noticed that I think it was Clarence House and um, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge both referred to them as Harry, Meghan and Archie. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex.
1: Well, and that's what they want, apparently. Mm -hmm. So that's them respecting that. So Lily is here. We are so happy for the Sussexes. And you know what? I didn't like the name Archie when he was born. You know what? <laughs> I love Archie now. I mean, I didn't. Let me. Re- I know. I, I, I always loved Archie. I was never a huge fan of the name, but I. I um, actually am a fan of Lily's name. It just seems again just kind of puzzling. So.
0: I totally agree. I think Lilibet is an absolutely precious name. And I'm, I'm right there with you. When I first heard Archie, I I was not sure about it, but it has grown on me, um, over the past couple of years. So, um, I think it's, I think it's fitting now. So we'll see. Congratulations to Harry and Megan. That's always happy news when you welcome a new baby.
1: Yes. Congratulations. 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 And so, okay, we're going to switch gears to Kate. So, um, we did not have an episode last week. So we're going to go back to what feels like a long time ago, but it was really like a week mm-hmm. and a half, two weeks ago to that photo of Kate getting her vaccine. I mean, how incredible did she look Jessica?
0: You're absolutely right. I mean, she always looks incredible, uh, but it's really fun to see how she pulls off a casual style and always it. still seems to look so chic. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure, like you said, our listeners have seen the picture by now, but um, if you did miss it, she is rocking this fitted, um, sort of ribbed, they're calling it a t-shirt, but it looks like a really lightweight sweater material to me with Uh cap sleeves. Um, And she's got these high-waisted jeans and this like lighter wash denim. um, And we just don't normally see her um, dress like that. So it's really fun. And if, if listeners are wondering I believe the top was H&M. I think it's an older uh, top she's had for a while. And the jeans are from And Other Stories, which weirdly enough, I've been seeing pop up so much lately. Instagram influencers are sharing this brand and we know both Kate and Megan have worn it in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been popping up a lot. Um, but I thought it was really, really fun to see Kate in this casual outfit, but still with wearing that beautiful sapphire ring it kind of reminds us you know she's still a princess
1: (laughs) well and she looked like she stepped with the hair and the whole look she she looked incredible and like she stepped right off of like a 1995 vogue pages you know she just I I I love it and I love seeing Kate in jeans first of all but I as someone who isn't a huge fan of skinny jeans. I love seeing her in jeans that aren't skinny jeans. So I uh, and love
0: it. Everyone talked about Prince William's muscular arms, but Kate's arms
1: looked pretty toned too. Uh, yeah. Kate looks incredible. Let's keep in mind that Kate has had three children and she <laughs> is amazing. And Let's just put an exclamation point on the fact that apparently Kate can really do anything. Um, We'll talk in a second about their Scott, the Cambridge's Scotland trip, but the Cambridge's shared a drawing that Kate did in 2002 of St. Andrews, and apparently she also did artwork for Pippa's wedding program in, in 2017. I mean, this woman is simply amazing (laughs) she has goals all the way goals. And, um, my gosh, like, and then of course, Megan can do calligraphy and these women are just so, I mean, no wonder they landed Prince William and Prince Harry. So, and they're amazing women. So before I get, uh, too off on my tangent there, William and Kate are home After a successful tour in Scotland, where, of course, at least for me, the most touching moment was when she met Mila, who we talked about on an episode a few weeks ago. Um, She wore the pink dress and uh, some other highlights for me from the Scotland trip were Kate in that tartan coat and sapphire earrings while going to the Cruella screening. Kate being asked if she was a prince (laughs) by a little (laughs) boy. So um, Jessica, what were your highlights from the Scotland tour? And isn't it so great to see the Royals back on the road again? It
0: is. And obviously, I'm right there with you. My favorite part was when she got to meet Mila in that pink dress. I do have to admit that I was secretly hoping she would break out this pink sleeping beauty style ball gown (laughs) and a diamond tiara because i think that's every little girl's fantasy who loves pink and princesses um but i still love the moment and i loved the excitement of mila getting to meet a real life princess and that was just really really sweet and and fun for me to to see as i think it was for all of our listeners um but I also really liked seeing Prince William at the elderly um, care home when he was having ice cream with an older lady and uh, got caught flirting.
1: Did you see that video? <laughs> I did. I did. Do you want to tell our listeners what he said? I can't remember. She was she, so, flirting with her. Or was she flirting with him?
0: I don't have the exact quote pulled up, but I, I believe she said something like, you know, it, in the old days or something thing. It was custom to kiss a lady on the cheek and he came back and I think he made some reference to social distancing guidelines or, or something <laughs> along those lines. And, um, I just thought it was really, really cute. And I loved seeing him, uh, going and getting an ice cream and asking for them to put a flake in the ice cream. So for Americans that aren't familiar, um, which if you aren't, you got to get on it. Um, Flakes are a chocolate bar. Um, they're really popular in the UK and they have these like, uh, these like ice cream carts in the park. I remember when we were there um, walking through the park in London, you could go and get an ice cream and they would put, you know, a flake bar or a crunchy bar, which is another one. That's my favorite um, in the mm-hmm. ice cream. So the crunchy bar is, it's like a honeycomb center with milk chocolate on the outside. They are so good. And when I got back from England, I remember trying to like recreate it at home and putting a crunchy bar and ice cream. And um, anyway, it was fun to see Prince William having an ice cream like everybody else.
1: And it was fun to see them go back to the place where they met, they fell in love there, and they got to go out on a date night, and they were unbothered by the people in the town, which was very very kind of them. And it just, you know, it is just a relatable trip. I just, it was, it was so good for me to see them on tour again. And I look forward to where they're headed next, which I don't know where that is, but I'm sure they have another trip in the works for, or at least I hope they do for 2021. So this episode comes out on June 9th and we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that tomorrow, June 10th, would have been Philip's 100th birthday. We are still thinking of you, Philip, and also of the Queen, who is likely going to have a tough day tomorrow. Mm, yeah. And speaking of Her Majesty, she will host President Joe Biden and First Lady Joe Biden this week at Windsor Castle. The Bidens will be in the UK for the Group of Seven Summits, and this will mark the 13th U.S. President the Queen has met with in her nearly 70-year reign. And last week, by the way, marked the 68th anniversary of the Queen's coronation, which took place on June 2nd, 1953. And we're getting more details about the Queen's Platinum Jubilee to be held next June to mark her 70 years of reigning, the first and probably only time this will ever happen. This news makes the fact that there's no Trooping the Color this year a little bit easier to stomach because next year is going to be a party. So here's what we know. Buckingham Palace has announced a weekend of celebrations and an extended bank holiday for next year, taking place from June 2nd until June 5th. Events will include Trooping the Color, which will be back finally for the first time since 2019, the lighting of Platinum Jubilee beacons, a service of Thanksgiving at St. Paul's Cathedral, the Derby at Epsom Downs, a live concert called Platinum Party at the Palace, say that five times fast, Mm -hmm. the Big Jubilee Lunch, and the Platinum Jubilee Pageant. And Jessica and I have plans to be there. We talked about that the other day. So what event are you most looking forward to? Well, Rachel, I got a little bit nervous last night thinking about how
0: expensive plane tickets are going to be that week. If you look it up, I didn't know but I'm anticipating they'll be higher than usual because I feel like a lot of people are going to want to go so yeah we've definitely got to start budgeting for that trip now yes we've (laughs) got to
1: start I've got to stop uh using so much DoorDash and put that money towards the plane ticket because (laughs) maybe I
0: should stop or ordering a salad and we go out for pizza. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you can't. Well, I did that. Okay. Anyway, I digress. We <laughs> just, every time Jessica and I go out to dinner, which we have been doing more now that, um, you know, the spread is, is kind of slowing down. Uh, we always go to the same pizza place and we even posted a picture of it on our Instagram of, the pizza, of course, mine is like, you know, super, uh, huge pepperoni and yours is like super health conscious call, cauliflower crust, but such is life, but we always go to the same pizza place. And, um, anyway, we get salads and fill up on them and then we're too full for our pizza. So,
0: yeah, the pizza is plenty on its own, but I'm
1: always, I always get suckered into
0: getting the side salad, which is the one I get is um like goat cheese and candied pecans and I just can't turn it down it's so I know good. it's really good
1: it's really um, good and so yeah that anyway I I feel like we have to do this though because it's history there will never I can't imagine there will ever be a monarch in my lifetime that will be on the throne for 70 years I mean Charles totally already is 72 years old <laughs> he's not gonna no, I I agree. A
0: 70 year reign. So it's, it's totally worth it. Um, But, you know, I think, I think seeing Trooping the Color would be so much fun to experience. Um, but really like even more than just any particular event, I really want to witness the excitement and the celebration just going on across the whole country. I mean, I kind of have to imagine the energy would be similar to like when there's a royal wedding but maybe even more exciting because this is such a rare occasion and, and a big celebration after the world you know was locked down for all of 2020 and a good part of 2021 um mm-hmm. I think just seeing everyone across the U- the UK you know sharing in this energy of this holiday and celebrating with friends and family would just be so much fun to experience.
1: It's something that we just we have to find a way to do it because it just I, so so to answer my own question I can't wait to see my very first Trooping the Color I mean I've I've watched you know every Trooping the Color forever um, analyzed the fashions the balcony moment all of it and to be there to see that in person would just be incredible and then of course okay let's see if I can say this without okay it's a tongue twister platinum party at the palace you Mm -hmm. know that that concert is going to have some big names so I want to go to I haven't been to a concert my gosh in like two and a half years or more so I want to go to a concert and And you used
0: to go to your fair share of concerts
1: Yes, I did. Actually, my last concert was not two and a half years ago. It was in January of 2020 and then nothing. So this could be my first concert back from COVID unless something mm-hmm. pops up between now and then. So anyway, we'll budget. How fun would it be to do an episode from, from the Platinum Jubilee? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. We, so we will if we fun. go. Oh gosh, yes. We'll do a lot of those. Um so Megan's children's book The Bench came out yesterday, which is actually today cuz we're recording on June 8th, but this episode drops on the night, so it came out on June 8th. I have my hot little hands on a copy of it and there is a very sweet nod to baby Lily at the end of the book, but I won't spoil it. So you need to get your hands on a copy. It's adorable and she um, has an adorable dedication to Harry and Archie at the beginning about the boys that make her heart go pump, pump, which is just, it's just mm-hmm. cute. And it's in her calligraphy script and it's just, you know, I just love to see a happy family.
0: So I remember when we were talking last week at dinner, I was saying, I wonder if she timed this book to come out around her due date. um, Yeah. I mean, it looks
1: like it because, well, and I thought it was for father's day, right? Because, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a love letter to the relationship of a father and a son, but it also, couldn't have been, I mean, talk about spiking book sales, no way to better to do that than to have a child four days before you release the children's book. So that was pretty brilliant. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a great book. Those with kids, those without kids, get your hands on a copy of it. It is out now. So let's look ahead to the rest of the summer. So we have a lot to look forward to. We have the unveiling of the Diana statue at Kensington Palace to mark what would have been her 60th birthday on July 1st. Of course, we just welcomed baby girl Sussex, Lily. We've got uh, baby bump photos of Beatrice coming out all over the place. She's due in the fall and Beatrice yes. herself has a birthday in August and you've we've seen Eugenie too, right? Yes, um, well, first I was gonna ask you, did you see pictures on Instagram over the weekend of Beatrice and her baby bump? I did. Yeah. She and Edo are out somewhere, I think in London. And by the way, Edo is very good looking. I don't want to talk about another woman's husband, but Edo is extremely attractive. I just yeah, he, throw that in there.
0: He's quite fashionable. Um, yeah, he really is.
1: I was trying to, I, I'm trying
0: to decide how far along I think she is. You know, I have always heard that the second baby you show much faster than the first. So given this is the first, I'm thinking she's got to be in her second trimester semester. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. so I don't know. We'll see, but yeah, we saw, um, speaking of York babies, uh, princess Eugenie shared a little glimpse of her little baby boy today. Um, if you haven't already seen it, you better hurry to her Instagram because it was on her stories and it will probably disappear. Uh, actually by the time this is out, it's probably going to be gone. Um, but maybe not. So maybe archive it. Maybe so. Um, It was so... Actually, I'll see if I can take a screenshot and share it on our Instagram um, for our our listeners. But um, she shared a post in celebration of World Oceans Day, and we got to see just the back of little baby August's head. Um, He was sitting in his little bouncy chair, and he had on this little t-shirt and baby sweatpants and blue socks, and he was holding this, like, shark stuffed animal for World Oceans Day. And his little baby noises were so cute, the little coos of an 80s. It's just so sweet. Um, and then also in this little clip, um, I was thinking, I assume this is inside of Frogmore cottage. Um, I was wondering if it was maybe like the living room transitioning to the kitchen area. Um, so for our listeners, it looked to me, I know a few episodes back, we talked about some rural residences. Um, but it looked to me like in the In this kitchen area, maybe they had like this light colored tile floor um, and then it transitioned into hardwood and it looked like maybe like a white oak or a lighter finish wood. Um, And then the cabinets in the background were this sort of warm toned, kind of a neutral grayish grayish color. So, if you remember Harry and Megan, you know, they, they did all the renovations and, um, I am assuming maybe that was part of the renovations. The cabinets looked pretty new. So, um, if you need some inspiration for your home, go check out Mm. that story and, um, maybe you'll like those
1: colors. Love it. And, and Hey, in more York news, kind of, she's a divorced York, but this summer Fergie's work of historical fiction comes out her heart for a compass august 3rd and i'm i'm not like i'm legitimately looking forward to reading this book so um i i can't wait to get my hands on that so the yorks are having babies and writing steamy historical fiction novels so they're they're doing they're doing the thing so we've got birthdays this summer megan turns 40 in august And William turns 39 later this month on June 21st. George will be eight in July, which is unbelievable to me that he will be eight years old. Camilla also has a birthday in July. So we've got a lot to cover this summer. What are you most looking forward to for summer 2021 with the Royals? You know, I'm just really
0: hopeful that life will be getting back to normal for people across the UK. And I'm hopeful that maybe we'll see Kate and William out and about, maybe on another trip or with the kids again before too much longer. And so I'm just excited for, um, you know, some return to the old exciting events that we used to see. And of course, as we mentioned, I can't wait for more details on Beatrice's baby and um, and see if they have a boy or a girl and what they'll do uh, as far as a name goes. So will we have a yeah. Yeah. little yeah. Clementine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or gosh, all, I can't even tell you all the <laughs> Italian inspired names that are, that are like all the... I, I never know what to call these people people that bet, gamblers, betty, bet people that whatever. They're all <laughs> Italian inspired. Isabella wouldn't I just think Bella, Bella, Isabella Mapele Mazzi? Like, I mean, just say that 15 times. It's so cute. Oh um, my, like, I mean, with the last name like Mapele Mazzi, like, come on, you just cannot go wrong. So, um, what else do we need to. Say before we close out this lovely episode, I will say that next week we have a very exciting guest that we can't wait for. We, I won't tell you who it is yet, but I will tell you what we're talking about. So we have someone that is very famous that you have heard Mm -hmm. of likely. And she is coming on the show to talk to us about the wedding dress exhibit at Kensington Palace because she, unlike us, has been there and has experienced it for herself. And I want all the details. So that's next week. I can't wait for that. But um, what else is there to, I mean, that's enough, right? And so, any closing thoughts? Yeah. Um- No, just telling
0: everyone to stay tuned for some fun stuff this summer. We, uh, like Rachel said, have been planning content and um, we're excited to have a little a little bit of rest and relaxation a couple weeks this summer but also uh to keep chatting with all of our listeners please 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 do dm us on instagram or email us at um hello royal at gmail.com if you have thoughts on um the sussex's baby name or anything else we talked about today let us know and we'll of
1: course communicate back with you we are so appreciative of you all we sat down and ideated for the summer and had all of you on our minds and We're grateful for our little podcast royal family. So again, subscribe, rate, review all of the things and we'll see you next week with a very special guest and hope you have a wonderful week in the meantime. Bye. Bye.